0: Hello and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast discussing entertainment, news, and reviews. I'm your host Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Matt Matt. Matt, what should people do?
1: Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Check out our TikTok, TikTok. at Just us Losers Pod.
0: We are, in fact, stink scantily skank? Skanky scantily cl- scantily st- clad dancing girls. That's that is, us. That is what we are. We post exclusively those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. We are thirst traps for men. Yep just kidding it's small little clips of what we talk about
1: <laughs> yep we uh over, oh, over video yeah of skates, like there we go dancing. this is this is what we need yeah it's absolutely the, uh,
0: it's the peak of millennial entertainment i think that's the plan gen z millennials don't care for that gen z entertainment
1: yep very good
0: matt Preston, what you been up to <laughs>
1: well with the exception of the two big things which i'm sure we'll talk about together in a minute here mm-hmm. i finished the honorable Schoolboy.
0: yeah you did
1: and I brought it back to you this morning. Yes, you did. Because I am a responsible person. What did you think? I didn't enjoy it as much as Tinker Taylor, but right. I enjoyed it uh, perfectly fine in its own right. Um, Lacare points out in the introduction to Smiley's People, the third one in the trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, that the Honorable Schoolboy didn't really need to be a Smiley and Carla novel, right? Um, and you kind of get that sense yep. of like, okay, this is an interesting story, but I don't really feel how it actually connects to this. Uh, this uh com- competition between the two of them mm-hmm. um but it's enjoyable in its own right you get jerry westerby who's a interesting fun character um and he gets to it, it, it's a very different kind of story than honorable uh than uh tinker taylor tinker taylor's a lot of people having conversations in rooms about things that happened yeah. and this is a lot of jerry westerby going out and getting shot at in the it's jungles like the of vietnam of and, yeah.
0: Espionage,
1: yeah yep um so different kind of spy story but perfectly enjoyable in its own right yeah um i think the payoff is a little less powerful because it's less emotionally connected to the character Mm -hmm. where he's like you know learning who he can trust and who he can't and discovering some things about himself as a person and it's more just about like oh there's this thing happening yeah let's uh spy on it a little bit
0: yeah i do uh one thing i really liked about like thinking back on it having finished smiley's people um I like that he very much sandwiches it, like, putting it in the context of the Carla trilogy, or the mm-hmm. Carla investigation. I like that he sandwiches it between two books that are Smiley doing the job from the top. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of points during Honorable Schoolboy that it's like, he doesn't know what's going on at the top. Yeah. He's just getting his orders and doing what he's told. Yep. And the stakes are at the top. And for him, he's just his stakes are stay alive, get the job done. Yeah, um, and also like emotional stakes. Like again, like you said, who, who can I trust? Right, and this person. I don't. I feel like it's kind of an important thing that develops later in the book that I don't want to spoil if people yeah. want to read it. Um, it, so it's it, it changes the stakes while still juxtaposing it with the broader stakes and mm-hmm. detaching him, like diegetically detaching him from the. Mm-hmm. From the story.
1: Yeah. So, I guess it's, uh, maybe not so effective if you treat it just as a strict sequel to Tinker Tailor, but right. more effective if you treat it as the middle layer in a trilogy sandwich.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the story itself, I think, is, uh, unnecessary to be a Carla thing, mm-hmm. but I think...
1: It was necessary to have a story of that type.
0: Yes, exactly, yeah. Okay. And, and it, it didn't, may, may not necessarily need to have been a novel mm-hmm. it'd be kind of cool if like if he had ended up doing uh mm-hmm. the full like seven book arc that he intended to do for the carlo thing mm-hmm. and like there were like short stories of the pavement artists and the lamplighters like doing mm-hmm. the work in this investigation that would have been pretty cool
1: yeah i would have loved to see just like a sort of like a little anthology almost yeah. of people that are sort of all loosely connected to the same thing yeah that yeah just, like their own thing
0: the guy who's doing the tailing or like whatever mm-hmm. of this specific thing that you actually read about Smiley doing yeah. in whatever fifth book of the mm-hmm. thing it would have been. Exactly. That'd have been pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll write a big old espionage thing. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about espionage except for what I've read in <laughs> in the, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll go and,
1: uh, you should just apply to work for the CIA,
0: dude. Not too far from, I'm not far away from being interested in doing that
1: okay
0: so there are a lot of like a lot of things i could do in the cia yeah that'd be super cool
2: very good i did
0: just apply to a job in google wow yeah fancy Not gonna get it no just not remotely qualified nope that's fine though
1: it's fun
0: yeah Get to yeah, tell people for, that. Work for Google for 10 years, learn algorithms and people spying from a, uh, a capitalism perspective and then join mm-hmm. CIA and be like, hey, look, I'm the best you got at spying on people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then write a book. Uh, yeah, good. All right. You uh, So you started reading Smiley's People?
1: I started last night. I read the first chapter. Nice. First two chapters. Because okay. the opening line is like, there's two things that brought Smiley out of retirement and then... The first chapter is the first thing. And, yeah. this, and I was like, what's the second thing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep.
1: So, off to a good start so far. I like it. I have no idea what's happening, but I can tell that things are happening. Yeah. It's a good place to be.
0: Things have happened. Yes. Yeah. He's trying to figure out what happened. Yep. All right. Yeah. Very good. I think that's another thing that distinguishes Honorable Schoolboy from the other two, is the two of them are like, this one is investigating what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh... The uh, um, Tinker Tailor is investigating what is happening, mm-hmm. and Honorable Schoolboy is investigating what there is. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense,
1: yeah. Which leads to a what will happen.
0: Yes. Cool. Cool. Look at me analyzing
1: the Honorable Cool Boy.
0: Honorable Cool Boy. <laughs> Anything else?
1: Aside from the two big things that we'll talk about together here in a yeah. moment, no.
0: Okay. I've been playing Hollow Knight.
1: I've heard good things. It is mostly from like fifteen year olds, but <laughs>
0: it's it's a really pretty and serene game. So, um, it's a platformer. Of, I don't know what that means. Uh, do what you do.
1: I don't know what that means.
0: Uh, it's a two D side to side jumping like Mario, original Mario.
1: I don't know what that means. Yeah, you do. I do know what that yeah. means. I've played Mario, uh,
0: so it's a platformer, uh, and it is similar in game mechanic as something like Dark Souls, where it's you have all these like mm-hmm. mini little just enemies around the world that you go and fight, and you acquire a currency that you can upgrade stuff with. Sure, um, and then you have these big bosses that are have like really challenging and stuff. And uh, i I've, I've had it on my uh, PlayStation for a while because I got it for the free PSN game. Uh, and I've been interested in playing because I've heard a lot of good things about it, and so I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna start playing it, see see what it's about. I mm-hmm. didn't know that this is what it was, like this kind of game is what mm-hmm. it was. And so I'm actually kind of using it to train me in uh, patience for okay. this kind of game, so that I can eventually play Elden Ring because mm-hmm. I, ha- I have a really bad history of rage quit and mm-hmm. getting really angry at games. And this is definitely testing my patience because like I'll like I'll die multiple times in the same spot, and then it'll just be yeah. right. Just gonna set the controller down. I'm gonna stop for for now, cool off, because otherwise, like, I could just get really angry and I just get worse and worse and worse and die more and I get angrier and angrier and throw my controller across the room.
1: I'm familiar with that in the chess context.
0: <laughs> you throw the board. <laughs> um, so it's uh, I don't. Apparently, the story is really compelling, and I think I am not following what's going on because, like, it slowly mm. introduces. Basically, you come to this town that's abandoned mm-hmm. and you and like people have all gone down the well into the big world that you go and explore okay and you find them and they all eventually like you kind of find all these little townspeople and stuff and you learn the story of the hollow knight you are not the hollow knight you will learn the story of the hollow knight okay um and i think it's something like the hollow knight was this like really awesome like revered knight that pissed off the king
1: okay
0: and something happened to him and so I think you're like slowly kind of learning about what happened to him, and um, okay, a lot of stuff.
1: What if you are the Hollow Knight?
0: Honestly, that's my theory. Is like seems like because a... you're like a little ghost man. Oh, and that's like, a very
1: obvious plot twist. Yeah, thing. like
0: well, you're like you 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 learn all the things about the Hollow Knight, and then like you end up fighting the king or whatever, and you're like, ah, I was the Hollow Knight, and now I'm just like now I'm the Hollow Knight again, and it's a cyclical thing or something. Real Hollow Knight. Everyone's obsessed friends we made with everything away. being cyclical. Yeah. Still kind of on it.
1: Remember when I told you a few minutes ago that I'm cyclical? Yeah. And you said it was profound.
0: That's why we're friends.
1: Mm-hmm. I, like I, I fascinate you.
0: Yeah. But yeah, no, Hollow Knight's pretty good. Um, about halfway through, definitely rage-quitted a few times. Uh, Like, like, sure. stopped. Stopped myself. Uh, But recently, I feel like I'm getting... It's definitely teaching me how to be ta- more tactical about it, because my typical mm-hmm. approach in video games is, like, the brute force I just run, and I stab, stab, and, like, murder. Um... Unless I'm in Assassin's Creed, in which case I'm I sit in a hay bale studying everyone's movements for like <laughs> thirty minutes before I make a single action. Um But with this one, like you really have to like you you dodge and jump over and stuff all the attacks, and uh I wasn't doing that. I was just trying to attack. Just like run out at of attack and I would die and die and die. And then mm-hmm. uh recently, I like the past three the first one, like I got the hang of it and like I did actually did a, I, I died a few times and then I actually did a pretty good job and I was like, all right, I think I got it. And I went and I did it again and it was like, mm-hmm. almost perfect, like almost no health gone. Nice. Um, And then the second guy, or, like the next guy I went to uh, was much harder, but I figured out what I was doing wrong and I actually got him after three tries and then I accidentally stumbled into another one. And mm-hmm. I got him first try because I was, like, when I stumbled into him, I was, like, oh, God, boss. And, like, he did, like, the, you know, like, he screams and it shakes the screen. He's, like, oh, that's yep. a boss. And I was, like, all right. I'm not going to bother with attacking him yet. I'm going to spend mm-hmm. a few minutes and just, like, dodge all of his actions. See if I can, like, figure out all of his attacks. Mm-hmm. And then figure out how, what the timing is between things. Because you can heal, but it takes you a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. it takes you a couple seconds. So, like, figure out the timing of it. So, like, he does this. Okay, so if he's doing that then he's bouncing around the room and that's unlikely that he's going to accidentally hit me so I can spend that time to heal, okay? And then when he does this thing, I can do I can jump over that. Those aren't homing so I can just like not worry about them, just keep an eye on them stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Got a first try. Nice. Almost no health missing and I'm like, "Wow." So I'm really excited to hit the next one and do that again and yeah. like train that ability to figure it out before even trying to get a hit on him.
1: Perfect. Sounds like a really good game for you.
0: Yeah. And then once I can do that, then I'm going to I think I might try I'll find out Bloodborne and the Three Dark Souls which one's the easiest. Okay. I might just do Bloodborne in general because I feel like Bloodborne is like none of them are as hard as Elden Ring. Elden mm-hmm. Ring is apparently significantly harder. Okay. I might do Bloodborne just cuz it's its own story. Mhm. And I think I have it? <laughs> Sounds right. It's somewhere hidden in my in my games library. Um so, kind of level myself up to, like, the 3D where it's not, like, because in mm-hmm. 2D it's easy enough, you jump up or you dash. Right. With Souls, you have to, like, uh, roll and jump back and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and your attacks are a lot slower, so it's, like, a lot harder to do. So, I'll start with that and then I'll do Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. But I've always wanted to branch into new game types because I'm very much the open world RPG, usually try to do stealth. Yep. Um, I don't want to do first-person shooters. They all, all the um, stories of Call of Duty's bore me.
1: Yep. Didn't um, you just say you wanted to get together and play Call of Duty again sometime? I want
0: to play with friends. Like where it's like That's just different. the four of us That's trying a, to kill each other. It's a social thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: You mean three of you trying to kill each other and me just walking into walls?
0: <laughs> you can kill some people sometimes.
1: <laughs> I mean, I just walk into walls and kind of. <laughs> I want to get spray and shoot, and if someone walks into my line of fire, I get
0: you and our friend Tierce and probably maybe like kaylin and hannah to play like all four of you guys just don't play those games and just like see what happens that'd be
1: a beautiful disaster
0: there's a i saw a thing that was on tiktok classic uh it was it's you do it with couples you have four of you like two couples and mm-hmm. you blindfold the guy and the significant other ha- or one of them the, the other has to guide them and <laughs> tell them when to shoot and stuff <laughs> and apparently it's just uber chaos love it i want to do it okay um so yeah that's what i've been playing uh i've been back to reading the uh suicide squad i think i talked about it a little bit last time Mm -hmm. i read a couple issues i'm finally back past what i had read before because i have the first four volumes but i only read the first one and like the first issue of the second one okay um so i'm solidly into the second volume my biggest issue with it is the same issue i have with many of the other let's say Swamp Thing and even Green Arrow to a certain degree, uh, and many of the New 52 things, is there, like, one or two issue arcs. Mm-hmm. And so I can't get invested in yeah what's going on. Like, there's no broader arcs. Because Wonder Woman, uh, the George Perez run, they gave it to George Perez after Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. And so, Crescent Even Earth is again this industry rippling effect thing that came out, written by Marv Wolfman and drawn by George Perez. So you have these mm-hmm. two creators who are just solidified in their careers, and they will not like they do what they want. Yeah, you still don't say no to them, right? Um, and so he got uh wonder woman and from the beginning he was setting the stages of things and like you could feel the overarching story from the first panel mm-hmm. uh and i loved it it was super super dense because that's what it was like in the yeah, 80s '80s comics. um although uh super suicide squad is also 80s mm-hmm. um it's just and it's not as not nearly as dense mm-hmm. uh, so i think it was maybe more of just like george perez's and marv wolfman's like style of
1: I think Dasty. that was I, I think probably that the
0: like pretty common yeah, but not everybody.
1: Like thinking about the Daredevil that I've read from that era, it's it's pretty dense. Who wrote pretty that pretty. One? Uh, for, uh, Freak Miller.
0: Oh okay, yeah, he's he's a Which little dense. A little yeah, um, but yeah, so I I have like the small issues. Also, that um, one of the issues with the Suicide Squad is that, and I can see that they're starting to come back. Or start adjusted a little bit. It's basically like the 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 agreement in the Suicide Squad back then was, you do this mission, your sentence is commuted to time served. Mm-hmm. So it's not time off; it's time served. So you have all these people who are only doing one mission, uh. and they start off strong with Enchantress, uh John Di- or uh not John Diggle. That's a guy from the CW show. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> um. The Harkness, uh, Digger Harkness, uh, uh, Captain Boomerang, yep. um, Deadshot, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they did like a mission, and then they had like other people and stuff, like Slipknot. And then, and it's not a thing in their neck; it's a thing on their arm. Mm-hmm. And then they did like a one of the annuals or one of the specials. Uh, it was some guy who has the ability to transmute stuff, and he actually like he broke the th- he transmuted the. Uh, explosive armband off
1: ah uh smarty pants
0: and and all of them like got rid of like all of the team was able to somehow get the armband off and rick flag was like oh shit (laughs) and then the guy was like haha i'm gonna fight you and i'm gonna kill you and then uh uh thinker the thinker the guy who oh yeah um, peter capaldi peter capaldi uh was like no no I want to get out of here. Like, I want, I want to be done. I want to be set my, like my crime behind me and I want to live my life. And this is my chance. I'm not going to let you screw it up. Mm-hmm. And so it was actually interesting how they, how he, um, uh, John Osrinder did that where he like, it was like, what if they do get their arm there? They have a way to take it off. Cause they're all yeah. super villains with some powers and stuff. Yeah. They can, they can do that. And, uh, having that character be the reason they continue to do the job. Um, I got really bored of the story very quickly Mm-hmm. and I didn't really like any of the characters and also uh that I found out in the next issue um which took place simultaneously but with a different crew mm-hmm.
1: um hey never that, seen that trick before
0: yeah that uh again uh, again haven't seen that trick before john o'sander <laughs> yeah. they all died oh <laughs> literally again i continue to read this book these the series and i'm like James Gunn was not lying when he said this movie is based on the John Osterander run. Mm-hmm. I swear he took everything in this entire run and like put all of it somehow <laughs> into this, <laughs> into this thing. Love it. I can't wait till we get to Starro. I don't know if it's going to happen, but like,
1: <laughs> hope so.
0: Um, but it's, uh, I, I skipped, I stopped reading halfway through cause I just wanted to get back to, cause I saw that Captain Boomerang and Deadshot are back in like the mm-hmm. next issue. Um, and so I bet that this is where they're going to start introducing like the neck injections that you can't Mm -hmm. just randomly take out. Um, and also they have reasons like, uh, uh, Captain Boomerang is he's like basically on their payroll now, like he's not in Mm -hmm. prison, but like he keeps doing jobs for them. Mm -hmm. Um, what's also funny is he's been he's like, Yeah, I'm a stand up guy, like kind of on parole. He's like, I'm not doing anything bad uh he
1: do the accent
0: mirror mirror master i can't i'm not doing the accent uh mirror master had previously died and he got all of that guy all of his gear and he's been doing crimes as mirror master Uh, it's kind of genius yeah uh smart no i'm enjoying it Uh, it's a very good i can't wait to finish it i need to get the four four more volumes that skyrocketed in price when (laughs) when james gunn said his name
1: supply and demand baby supply and demand
0: so on that
1: makes world go around
0: yep next book i'm going to read is i'm going to get through the dune trilogy
1: nice very good
0: those have been sitting on my shelf for so long
1: yeah it's excited to people. excited to hear about those
0: yeah all right let's talk about the let's talk about the lesser big one
1: first. okay
0: dr strange I'm just, uh <laughs> <Moon Knight. laughs> moon Knight, we finished moon Knight.
1: we did moon Knight is done a while ago yep but it's fine run has finished slide has ended thoughts really did probably settle in to be my third favorite of the Marvel TV really? shows. Yeah. That
0: would have been Under, Loki, and... Falcon, and Winter,
1: Falcon Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Probably a comfortable third. Like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I definitely did not enjoy it as much as those two. Okay. Um, it felt, to me, a little rushed. Um, a little like it probably could have used about two more episodes of filling things in or solidifying the plot a little. Um, I mentioned this when we were kind of midway through, but I also kind of had the problem that I wasn't entirely sure who I was rooting for the whole time. Mm. Um, And not in a good like, oh, the villain's kind of right, ambiguous way. Like, I don't know if I'm really on board with our main character here. And the bad guy's making better points. And so I wasn't, it wasn't like a nice ambiguity where I was tense and emotionally invested. It was more just like, I don't really, I don't know. We'll just kind of see what happens and decide if they mess things up.
0: Yeah. I agree. They could have done more with, um, like it starts off with, he's just, uh, Mark Spector's blindly following like he, he, Mm -hmm. on a superficial, uh, agrees with the, the stance. Yeah. Um, there was, there was much more. I I agree that I, I feel like there needed to be two more episodes between, like, right before the finale. hmm Like, what happened, and then there was, like, there needed to be more of his character because it would have benefited from not only him coming to terms with... By the way, spoilers for...
1: Yeah, let's we'll, we'll spoil tonight. this.
0: Um, him coming to terms with his own traumatic history and his mm-hmm. DID and stuff, which is important, mm-hmm. Um, but it would have benefited from... Him also more in-depth understanding the motivation. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe giving him a much more direct experience with something where this person did things bad in the past. We need to punish them before they... Like, give him his own reason that aligns with Khonshu.
1: Yeah. That Um, that was maybe part of my problem with it is they don't actually tie the themes to anything in the story they right. just kind of like hey i'm this god and i say this one thing hey i'm this other god and i say this other thing let's uh turn into giant people and punch each other yeah pyramids. i hated that bit it was
0: I, I got that it was somewhat metaphorical because it was like you every time conchu had the upper hand so did moon knight and yeah. vice versa um it, yeah it just it it felt like the moon knight identity and the stephen mark and jake Mm -hmm. identity both of those stories were completely unrelated yeah um i didn't really think about it until like i I didn't really like notice it i thought they were going to come together i didn't notice it until like the end of the episode and and, like more now that i'm thinking about it more that yeah it's like they were those were different shows basically yeah um and i would have liked to see because like because steven doesn't particularly agree with the whole thing like he doesn't like the killing aspect of it
1: no he, he doesn't play violence at um
0: all. mark is uh like there's a reason for it blah 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 mm-hmm jake's just a psychopath <laughs> apparently <laughs> um so it would have been good to have because we're all i feel that steven is our surrogate
1: yeah we start time. with him we yeah. start
0: with him and like it Narratively, it kind of goes back to him anytime that needs to connect the audience to what's going on. Right. Um, Mark is the superhero, mm-hmm. is the Captain America versus Stevens, Steve Rogers, like yep. that kind of thing.
1: <gasps> Steven, Steve Rogers. Rogers. Ah! There's a connection.
0: Um, <laughs> crossover confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so having it would have been good to have Stephen Grant. Like I said, have a more personal understanding and maybe not like i totally get it and i'm on board now but at least a mutual understanding of what the the, the mission is
1: yeah a nice i mean we could have had a nice little batman ego moment
0: yeah although they kind of did the opposite actually now that i think about it like they mm-hmm. had mark go more to steven and say i'm done with this mm-hmm. like so they kind of did, I guess, connect them yeah. in a way, but like they separated it. Yeah. Um. You know, I just talked myself down from that. I think they did connect them. Okay. They had Mark. They had Steven pull Mark away from it, mm-hmm. unaware that there's still Jake to tie it to them. So the yeah. next season it will be them trying to come to terms with all that and deal with that. That's fair. Um. But it feels like it was okay and then back to your point it feels like it was centered on the killing aspect Mm -hmm. and the feeling like a slave aspect and not the actual motivation right that's all i got okay still think it was the best like cinematography and acting
1: all right i mean yeah oscar isaac's great yeah a lot to do
0: although i do i um sebastian stan and um
1: Anthony Mackie. Anthony
0: Mackie are both fantastic in theirs. Yep. And Tom Henson's
1: always great. Owen also, Wilson.
0: boy, Disney is really going hard on the love yourself and you can only trust yourself thing. Loki and his variant. mm mm-hmm. uh, Mark Spector, Steven Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into it with Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one that did it recently
1: spider-man
0: yes yeah spider-man doing a lot of like trust yours only yourself and everyone else is an enemy kind of thing Mm. (laughs) maybe it's disney saying we only trust ourselves and everyone else is an enemy
2: (laughs) yeah maybe
0: (laughs) or it's also like that's a really really easy way to kind of have yourself reflect on your own flaws Mm -hmm. is to literally have yourself reflect on your own flaws yeah a little forced now to think about. It. Stop doing that. Be more creative with it. Yep. Stop making it yourself. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got from it.
1: Well, they they figured they'd cut out the middleman of having you fight a villain that's like basically exactly like yourself, and just have you actually fight yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: They've been doing it. The uh, Iron Man, Captain America, everyone's just a ver- different version mm-hmm. of themselves. Now it's just now it's just you. It's just you fight you exactly. Cool. Simple. Get, next movie they're going to release is just a person punching all the reflective reflective surfaces around them.
1: <laughs> I mean, we got a little bit of that in Multiverse that's true. of Madness. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Thor's next. Just Thor yep. punching mirrors. Uh, I mean, that's going to be him kind of coming to terms with himself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's going to be. Midlife crisis Thor over here.
0: Yeah. And also mid- another mid- Thor.
1: Midgard life th- crisis. Oh, get out of uh... here.
0: Also, he will have Thor. He will be talking to Thor yeah because he'll be odinson talking to thor so oh my goodness more of himself yeah then
1: man that's crazy they tie it into the whole variants idea without actually doing yeah. a multiverse variant thing that's cool
0: <gasps> jane foster's not going to be his jane foster yes she is nope
1: it's a broken hammer
0: different story though could be i think it's going to be a different i think it's going to be a variant Jane Foster. Or a different, mold, different universe, mold, Jane Foster. Could be. Hot take right now.
1: That's sure no one's else said that on the internet.
0: Nope. Because <laughs> it's also probably definitely not it, but I want to mm-hmm. claim it right now. So if I'm right, I get the benefit of having been right about something super far out of left field. If I'm wrong, then... Well,
1: it was a long what shot credibility anyway. ...credibility
0: did I have to lose anyway.
1: Every time a team punts in football, I say they're going to fake it. <laughs> Every now and then I'm right, and it's really cool.
0: Yeah. Ah... <laughs> uh. Multiverse of Madness.
1: Let's well, mad some multiverses. Mom.
0: I honestly, I'm surprised I haven't seen anyone say anything about it being mom. It and came
1: out on Mother's Day weekend.
0: It did Mother's Day weekend. It stands for mom. It's about a mom. It's about
1: a wow. To be a mom. Wow. Mommy. Whoa. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hang on. We're onto something here. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Non spoilers. Overall recap.
1: Okay. Um. This is a very fun movie for a lot of reasons. They lean into the horror in some creative and exciting ways. Um, There are some moments where you're like actively rooting for fun deaths like in a slasher movie, Mm -hmm. um, which is uh, an interesting place to be for an MCU movie, but it it works well in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, It is unfortunately a very flat movie, big picture, not much in the way of character arcs not much in the way of breaks in the pacing, not much in the way of raising or altering the emotional stakes or the plot stakes or anything like that. It just kind of go, go goes. Mm -hmm. And so you come out of it and you're like, I had fun with a lot of that, but I didn't get it. It just leaves you kind of cold.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a definitely enjoyable to watch and I will, I'll watch it again multiple times. Just for the stylistic nature of the way mm-hmm. that Sam Raimi pulls stuff out and yeah. um the absolute mental road trip that uh Wanda puts you through. Mm-hmm. Um but it just all characters feel like they either ended in the same place or reverted in some way. Yeah. Um if we even cared about them at all. Right. Um the like the large impact moments felt just unnecessary. They were fun to watch, but at the end of it, it was like that was just kind of a superficial satisfaction yeah. for the fans. Yep. Um, and it has a lot of problems with just power fluctuation and mm-hmm. stakes don't ever feel... You never really understand the stakes. Like, you understand the stakes, but they're so unreachable that you don't care exactly and on the grander on the macro scale and also the micro scale from any scene to scene like yeah the stakes from the previous scene are wildly different from the stakes to the current scene yeah and so it just never really feels like you have anything to be worried about Mm -hmm. or care about other than just having fun yep so rating
1: um i gave it a five coming out of the theater uh it's Probably staying a five, but like a high five.
0: Okay. I was gonna say pretty similar. I'm going a, a pretty mid six. Okay. Fun to watch. High I'll five. watch it again. Yay! I'll watch it again. If like I'll I'll choose to actively watch it again. Okay. Um, but nothing compelling.
1: Yeah. I will probably watch highlights at some point on YouTube, but I don't think I'll put myself through the whole movie again unless I'm doing like a full MCU rewatch or something. Right. Um, I was going to say something really cutting about it, but I don't remember. Oh, um, yeah, probably genuinely like a bottom quartile MCU movie for me. Yep.
0: Bottom third for me for sure. Yep. We'll figure out how he's going to do, but we're spoiling this. Yep, if you're listening now. We're spoiling it.
1: Extensive spoilers.
0: We're gonna. Well, there.
1: There's some things to spoil. Always
0: start this spoiler section off with a big, big spoiler. There's
1: a big one coming.
0: Holy shit! John Krasinski! John Krasinski! (laughs) Dead spaghetti man, John Krasinski, but John Krasinski nonetheless. Briefly. So, let's talk about those real quick. Just Those those four things real quick. Um, And also the precedent I want to discuss that I think that I'm concerned sets up for the MCU. Okay. John Krasinski, Fantastic Four. Uh, Captain Carter. Yep. Uh, Or Captain Britain. Or does she go by Captain Carter?
1: I think they said Carter.
0: Um. We get Captain Marvel, but um, what's her name? Maria Rambo. Maria Rambo. Uh, and then, obviously, Professor X.
1: And Blackagar Boltagon. Black-,
0: Black Bolt. Blackagar Boltagon. <laughs> and
1: then fails, all of them
0: me. brutally murdered. Yep. So. So. The precedent that I have, I'm fearful, fearful that they're going to do. hmm They've opened the multiverse. They've opened Variants. And now we're going to get movie after movie of fan casting variant characters to kill them off. And also, all stakes are out the window.
1: Yep. I mean, we, we, have... already, we already saw that with Evan Peters and WandaVision.
0: Yes, that's true. I... They have devolved so heavily into fan...
1: Fan Wind. service. Fan service. service.
0: Like So, Star Wars, one of my biggest problems with Episode Nine was just the gratuitous amount of fan service. Yeah. All the time. Yep. It pulled me out of the movie every time they did it, and it felt like that he was just trying to piece together a movie as a sequence of fan services. Yep. And I hated it. And they can do that with Star Wars because everyone is already fully sold on Star Wars. Yep. Disney now knows that everyone is fully sold on MCU as mm-hmm. much as uh, – anyone who's going to be sold on MCU is sold on the MCU. So, yeah. now they can do fan service all over the place. You know
1: something crazy? There are teenagers that were born after Iron Man came out. Yeah. That have grown up watching all these movies. Yeah. That have been around since before they were born. That's There are nuts. people
0: slightly younger than us that were born after uh, the first uh, episode one came out. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. um, I, it's, it's, I feel like it's going to, so I talked about this a little bit last week with the issue with House of Dragon, House of the Dragon, mm-hmm. where it's going to feel like that these movies aren't trying to tell any more, like, they're not trying to focus on the or maybe they're trying to focus on this compelling story, but it's going to be overshadowed by the fan service, mm-hmm. the shock factors. Because mm-hmm. then I, there's another thing I want to talk about. Uh, remind me of shock factor. Shock factor. Um, and just those. No, those are the two. Shock factor and and uh, fan service and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. With the shock factor thing, something that I'm getting annoyed by now is the performative nature of what marvel movies are doing now okay where they do a big reveal and in the movie they give time for the cheers have you seen uh no way home not in the theater no when the spider when Andrew garfield and tommy mcguire come out of the portals it's really awkward because they come out and then like it's it gives the people the time to cheer
1: uh yikes it does
0: the same thing with reed richards Mm -hmm. he comes out and then it's like a uh zoo like a dolly into his head Mm -hmm. and he like stands there for a second and says something like marginally useless right because it's waiting for the audience to cheer exactly and they're trying they do those intentional like all the time they keep doing these moments where they're trying to get the audience to cheer they want those cheer moments in movies mm-hmm. which like i get it's cool to have cheer moments yep but also i'm trying to watch a movie yeah. yes i i also like clapped and was like yeah but immediately back into it yeah but like when people are literally applauding for like 15 seconds during a movie i hate that mm-hmm. and it's like What are they going to do, though? Like, just continue talking so while people are cheering anyway, it's just, like, going to talk over it? I never heard Puny God in the first three times (laughs) I watched the movie because people were cheering over it. I watched that movie three times in the theaters. Um,
1: Yeah, I... I think, yeah, they're kind of cheapening the cheer moments because Endgame had a couple of them that were well-deserved and were super satisfying and continue to be super satisfying on rewatch. Yeah. But, like... The John Krasinski... The the appeal of the John Krasinski Fantastic Four Reed Richards reveal is nothing inherent to it. It's the surprise and the like, whoa, fits right into place. Yeah. But actually in the movie, like, okay, yeah, he's, he's good. He's fine. But yeah. he's in it for five minutes. It doesn't mean anything. It's not the, like all the Avengers coming together out exactly. of the portals. That still means something in that movie. Yeah. Right?
0: Because like the problem is, how would that scene have played out if it wasn't John Krasinski? If it was... Army Hammer, or some other actor, eh, big name actor, because that's what Marvel does now.
1: Yohan Griffud.
0: Yeah. Or Sad Nicholson. Who's yeah. Yohan Griffud?
1: He was Reed Richards in the, the old Fantastic Four. not the old, old ones, but 2004. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay, well, but not him, though. Okay. If it was just somebody, some new casting some as random Fantastic guy. Four. Yep. People will go, holy shit, Fantastic Four, and be like, woo! Yeah. That's it. But it was the nature that John Krasinski has been a fan casting for years. Yeah, for fanta- for Reed Richards. Yep, that is the problem. Yes, because also, what was the cheer like for Captain Carter? Not super long. It was like oh, because yeah. we knew Captain we knew Captain Carter exists because we got her in What If, mm-hmm. and she's already played Captain Carter, so like it made sense. Like, yeah, it was like oh cool she's in this, mm-hmm. but like it it's all pieced together. Yep. and also not much of a cheer for uh, Xavier because it's Xavier. He's been it. Yep. Cool. He's in here, but that's it. Yep. And so, like specifically, the Reed Richards thing is the one that I had the problem with of yeah. just the fan casting. I agree. To inevitably then just kill him off. Yep. Because they don't want to commit to that. They may no. want to recast him for the Fantastic Four movie, and that's the precedent I don't like that they're setting. Is they can't commit. They yeah. don't have to commit now.
1: Yeah, they want to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. Yep. Have their spaghetti and eat it too. You might say.
0: Yeah. Um. So that was my problem with that also for a while i was a little annoyed at the um well let's okay now that i've said that thing, okay we've talked about that. we got let's,
1: through that a little bit let's, let's talk about the movie
0: let's go through the good the bad and the ugly
1: yeah this is how we do this yeah explain how we do this so when we review a movie we break it into three sections we talk about the good the things we liked the things we thought we were well done things we enjoyed and then we talk about the bad the things we thought were problematic or detracted from the movie as a whole and then we talk about the ugly or its relevance to the comics and um sometimes to its own uh source material within previous movies and stuff like that mm-hmm. should be fun yeah sounds uh-huh. good well then should we talk very big picture first how'd you feel about this movie good answer
0: if i could perform a what's the surgery that splits the left brain and the right brain it's for people who have seizures a mm-hmm. lot of seizures
1: a uh chop your head in half to me
0: if i could split the action dialogue and things that happen from the actual character and uh, the, the in-depth analyses mm-hmm. part of the movie. I would love to do that. The in-depth analyses, I was really let down as I started thinking about it more. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that it does fundamentally in storytelling and broader character and things that I have problems with. Mm-hmm. But the action like the directing and the creation of this movie was so much fun mm-hmm. So I'm like smack dab in the middle I'm like <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so much fun to walk out of
1: i I keep I hoping w- I keep hoping you're gonna have a different take than me, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> i I would I'm going to watch this movie multiple times. It's so much fun to watch, mm-hmm. but I get absolutely nothing from it, yeah. so what were your thoughts
1: uh (laughs) gauge re-roll the tape about 20 (laughs) seconds there (laughs) no uh yeah i had a ton of fun with many individual moments i have some big problems with it as a whole um i'm settling on i kind of enjoyed it generally Mm -hmm. but i didn't like it really
0: yeah I, like, if I were to turn my brain on again and watch this, like, because that's one of the things that I've gotten really good at is just, like, letting myself enjoy the movie when I'm there,
2: mm-hmm. and now
0: I'll analyze it later.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A- anytime i watch this, I'm just going to turn my brain off. I'm just going to enjoy the fun. Yep. The horror elements and everything. but yeah. that it's not a movie that I can, like, it's not a movie that I will enjoy watching high. Because when I'm high, I really get into the fine details of it, and mm. that's just going to, like, unravel it. Yeah. So,
1: just talk- like John Krasinski. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's talk about the good bits. Okay, the things that we liked about it.
1: Good. I really liked that they committed to doing horror and yeah, made too. it fairly horrifying in a lot of yeah, places. They
0: pushed R several times. Yeah. The Black Bolt thing was massively unsettling.
1: That was awesome. <laughs> like there were. This is going to bleed a little bit into bad. There were a lot of moments where. So right at the very beginning, they set up okay scarlet witch is the bad guy she is all-powerful and can quote rewrite reality to Mm -hmm. suit her wishes or whatever the exact line is Um, a lot of that turned into people shooting different colored lasers out of their hands at each other yeah um but there were a couple of moments of very creative uses of magic that i appreciated quite a bit and black bolt death was absolutely one of them yep partly because it's hilarious look it's black bolt from that stupid tv show look his head exploded (laughs) (laughs) um i really liked the he traps her in the mirror dimension Mm -hmm. and And she she comes out through the reflections that's like beautiful combination of just creative magic use and also like a horror movie trope of the demon popping out of the mirror and she Mm -hmm. does like the full contortion thing out of it that was that was good yeah that was good i really i really liked that um and then yeah, just the the they were able to get away with so many horror movie things. Like she shreds all the Ultron bots, so she has like red oil stains yeah. on her shirt, so they can they can call it and it's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, I like I like that they they went full blown on the horror.
0: Yeah, it was it was definitely a. Uh, um, one thing I, I say is I don't like I always find jump scares cheap. That's, mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of jump scares. Um, that's why slasher movies tend to be like, more fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paranormals tend to not. I feel like Paranormals okay. have more jump scares because it's like you turn a corner and they're there. Like, they're in and out a lot more. Yeah. Um, I'm also wildly generalizing. <laughs> yeah. So don't... I, I
1: think it's probably more of a good horror movie, bad horror movie kind yeah, of thing. But it
0: definitely is. Um, um, but he did use those at least... So I haven't seen fully ash versus the evil Dead. andrew was watching them all and i like mm-hmm. watched them over shoulders so like i got a lot of the vibe and stuff mm-hmm. um and he definitely uses them at least mostly effectively because he does them but then he flips it where like he set like you know it's coming yeah but he draws that out so like becomes tension yep. then a jump scare um problem with jump scares is that they they're very short-lived like you, you yeah don't really remember that like you're not scared of them after right you're scared of it follows for years after because <laughs>
1: Why anyone of that?
0: walking towards you <laughs> <laughs> um but like the i think what he uses best for the horror elements is the unparalleled ability of the enemy mm-hmm like Doctor Strange traps people in the mirror dimension, and it's like his like go to like you're stuck there and you're not getting out. Mm-hmm. She gets out, and you're like, oh shit!
1: Of course, uh, Spider Man also got out of there with his knowledge of high school geometry. That's so true.
2: Yep.
0: <sighs>
2: we'll get into the bad <laughs> in
0: a little bit. Um, the the action pieces were a lot of fun. Like they always had like a centerpiece, mm-hmm. and so like the reflections was a centerpiece and it yeah. was a lot of fun. The music, like,
1: though that gimmicky, was,
0: that I was loved it. That was
1: incredibly stupid, and I had so much fun with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, the, uh, Or the other, oh, just in general, like, um, her, I guess this will bleed into my next, what I really liked. Sure. I have been waiting for Wanda to go full psychopath villain. Mm-hmm. Because she's been, since she, we met her. Yeah, she's been pushing that. Yep, and like honestly, I was not expecting Disney to do it. Like, yeah, they kept like pushing forward it, but she always goes back. Like, she always redeems herself in some way. Yep, and this one she does. If you take the movie in a vacuum, mm-hmm. redeem herself, and yep. it's over. She's totally not dead. Uh, no, you don't see someone die on screen; they're not dead. Yeah. uh Okay, we talked about it before. Like, <laughs> we have a TikTok about it. We know this. Um just seeing her go completely unhinged yes. and does not care about people and is like like the the beginning scene of that Illuminati like her versus the Illuminati mm-hmm. was amazing because that was the moment that there was no turning back like she is now a murderer yeah um, and she was just creative with it she's just psychopath. she's like okay what mm-hmm. mouth like that yeah i can't, i think about that death so much yes it is such a good one <laughs> um and just like her cruel irony mm-hmm. with all of the ways she kills people yeah um is just psychopathic villain and yeah. that's what she's been needing to be yes um i'm excited for what happens next like if if it's anything like what i know about in the comics she's going to uh teleport herself to the to mars and chill out of there oh wait
2: <laughs> uh, but she is
0: gonna she's gonna isolate herself and mm-hmm. try to stow away her anything she does because she knows she did something bad, and then she'll probably be the uh Deus Ex Machina Captain of Marvel at the end of end game. That mm. shows up to save everybody whenever the big anti-fighting Sh- yeah. Kong King
1: shred King. So we've got Doctor Strange and his orange lasers versus King and his purple lasers yep. versus Loki and his blue lasers <laughs> versus and then Scarlet Witch and her red lasers comes in to save the day. Yep, <laughs> this is gonna be fun. <laughs> so many sky beams.
0: Yep. Um.
1: <laughs> it just all mushes together and you get a big brown sky beam.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, I missed a point when I was talking about my rant about stuff I'll, I'll talk about more in the bad um okay i think that's pretty much all i got for good like it was a lot of fun like there was just mm-hmm. a lot of things that like the um the characters like they were mildly funny but i feel like it just kind of got drowned in the the rest of it yeah um yeah yeah i have a lot more problems because they're a lot more in depth
1: mm-hmm i yeah um i liked a lot of the the creative visuals yeah um, we talked about the the reflections and stuff. There were a lot of, I mean, Sam Raimi was doing a lot of Sam Raimi things with shots, you know, just big quick zooms on people's faces yeah. and things like that. And um,
0: oh, the crossfades, yeah, it's like the it's crossfades in this movie are like the Dutch tilts in the first Thor movie. Yes, just everywhere crossfades.
1: <laughs> it was good. Um, I I really liked toward the very end when they go meet third eye doctor strange just that whole the aesthetic of that whole world that's just it's kind of peeling off into nothingness and they go see him and there's this staircase going up to nowhere
0: Mm
1: -hmm. that was it's just very haunting visually i don't think it meant anything i don't think it was useful but it looked cool
0: yeah ever since i so i was watching a um video about how in star wars basically like they focus a lot on the concept art of big set pieces. Mm-hmm. So, like you have like the big moment in five when Luke and Vader cross swords. And it's kind of like that looking up and it's kind of their silhouettes with the, um, yeah. the colors. Like that was a concept art thing that they put on screen. Mm-hmm. And you like knowing that, like when you're watching star Wars, there's so many of these just beautiful moments that you can like take that and put it on a poster. Yep. Um, And since that I've been seeing, how that applies how other movies do that and i feel like this movie did a lot of that where like mm-hmm. they had these big glorious concept arts that you could make into a poster and put it on the screen yeah and i really did like that a lot mm-hmm. um yeah yeah that's all i got for that
2: one okay
0: anything else good the music was all right
1: yeah i i I didn't come out of it singing tunes like I did with moon Knight, just to compliment moon Knight again there. Um, but I remember thinking during watching it that, that it was above average yeah. MCU soundtrack.
0: It was definitely, uh, I mean, it, it's Sam Raimi so much like the rock random rock in between like the mm-hmm. electric guitar thing. Yep. Um, that was a Ash versus evil Dead thing. Oh yeah. Um, and I like I liked those. And it was only done like twice or maybe three times, so like it wasn't overdone. Yeah. Um and he chose good times to do it. Mm-hmm. Um they seem to be like lower stakes, high octane fights that he yeah. them for. So those were good. Yep. The bad. Where should we start?
1: Um
0: Let's start with Doctor Strange's character arc. Okay. There wasn't one.
1: There was nominally one.
0: What did he learn?
1: He learned that he has to be okay with being the bad guy sometimes. He wasn't the bad guy, but that's what they said that he learned.
0: I... But... Did he?
1: Yeah, because he... That? Yeah, because he used the, the book to get back to the place and
0: but that's not being the bad guy that's pushing the like the rules of magic but that's not being a bad guy that's not sacrificing people for the grand calculus of whatever mm-hmm. like that's kind of the central theme of this whole movie which i do feel like they did well is mm-hmm. focusing in on like the having him set having mult other guy say that so early on and then like following that it's like means justify the end kind of thing yep the grand calculus of whatever like this is the right thing to do and
1: i think you said that backwards means justify the end
0: oh it's justify the mean
1: i'm gonna Um, kill people and it's gonna be okay because killing people is all right
0: yeah yeah um
1: amber heard was right
0: (laughs) um it feels like he was posited that question at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then his answer was, "No, I was right at the be- I was right before mm-hmm. this question," and so like it didn't. I didn't feel like he actually like developed in any way. Yeah. In fact, I honestly I feel like he'd anti developed, where like he just doesn't trust people. Yeah. Like he becomes more that he's the only one who can be trusted with magic. Mm -hmm. Like he's the one who's allowed to bend the magic rules, but not like, I mean, Wanda asked him that question. Like, why is it fair that you can do it, but not me? Exactly. And he, at the, by the end of the movie, he's like, yeah, no, I am the only one that can be trusted with magic. like With advanced magic.
1: Yeah. Maybe it wasn't a character arc as much as just coming to terms with who he actually is. Like he's, he is the one that's willing to bend the rules a little bit, but he's, ultimately not going to make those sacrifices
0: but he did make those sacrifices in endgame
1: mm-hmm. i don't know
0: yeah, that's the thing it's like <laughs> i don't know where what his like thing was by the end of it like what
2: mm-hmm. like,
0: what did he learn like wanda also kind of really didn't get much of it like i mean she's a villain so she had like her like she realized oh like
1: I'm causing pain and suffering. Protect the yeah. the
0: um, sanctity of the multiverse. Like, don't yeah. do that shit. Um, America Chavez. What was her whole thing? She just got control of her powers. Great. Cool. Um, those are pretty much the only characters. I mean, you have Night Nurse. Um, what's her name?
1: Uh, Rachel McAdams.
0: Yeah, that one. (laughs) Mean girl. She didn't really... The meanest girl. ...have anything. I mean, she trusts Stephen Strange now or something. Yeah. Romance thing. Hey, Yay.
1: Wong. Wong was also in the movie.
0: Yeah. He got bowed to.
1: Yeah. At last. Um... I
0: just don't feel like any of the characters developed strongly.
1: I... i yeah some of them developed strangely am i right
0: (sighs) (sighs) the like the movie introduced and explained a large aspect Mm -hmm. but i feel like kind of on the same level it's like dark world Mm -hmm. it introduced the ether but like what else did it do with thor or anybody I mean, like, yeah. it kind of developed their relationship a little bit because, like, Loki died and then didn't die and then died and didn't die.
1: Yeah, as usual. As usual. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. And this, I think, brings me to my biggest problem with the movie as a whole is it was very flat. Mm-hmm. Not just in terms of not really having character arcs or growth or anything, but in terms of, like, the pacing It was, it was kind of a, it wasn't like rushed in the same sense that the first half hour of episode nine is rushed. Um, but it was like, it was, it was go, go, go from the get go. Yeah. Um, like is constantly pushing forward. There were very few moments to sit and breathe with the characters a little bit and actually think about what's going on.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, it never really felt like the stakes were raised. Yeah. It kind of was like, in 15 minutes, okay, Wanda's coming, this is bad. And then the whole movie was, okay, Wanda's coming, this is bad.
0: It One of the big problems I had when, like, and I noticed it when they were talking and I actually, like, I'd ask myself this question every time. It's like, oh, like an incursion, whatever, like it destroys the universe. Mm-hmm. That's such a top level comic broad stakes. Yep.
1: And I didn't give a shit. One death is a tragedy. Three trillion is a statistic.
0: Yeah. I like that. Where's that from?
1: Stalin. Oh, no, no.
0: <laughs> um, like, it's just like, okay. And also, like, the fact that they introduced so many. Like, the, we don't see the universes that are getting destroyed, so we don't. Yeah. There's no faces to it. Exactly. And, like, I, the stakes of the movie were America's life. Yep. But also, the entire identity of her is that she had gay parents and she's a kid. Yeah. And she's not even like, like, she wasn't given very much to do. She did a great job of acting what she had.
1: Yeah. Performance was fine. I have no issues with that. But the character was not interesting.
0: Was not. And like, I mean, we get the tragic backstory. Classic.
1: Halfway through the movie.
0: She's the one who did it. Classic. Great. Like, I, okay. Yep. Cool. She's got some ambiguous power to be able to jump between multiverses. Yep cool yep but also kind of so does wanda now she can sleep like i guess just being able to be in the universe is different so like, yeah i get that but yeah like the biggest my biggest problem always with movies like this mm-hmm. are the and we've talked about it so many times the oscillation of power levels yeah based on who they're fighting yeah no way did captain carter stand that much of a chance against wanda no when literally doctor strange also gets his ass handed to him
1: yeah
0: and it's just it doesn't i don't buy it yeah like what what are what's her power level what what is if if she is that powerful she and like i get the psychopathic thing where like they're all standing there and she's like i'm gonna be creative with it Mm mm-hmm but once they start attacking her, just, wipe, just literally erase them from reality.
1: Yeah, and again, like, as much as I liked those creative uses of magic throughout, too much of the movie devolved into just shooting red lasers at people. Yeah,
0: if she, if she made Blackguard Boltagon's mouth go bye-bye, make literally, like, Carter's arms go bye-bye, and what is she without arms?
1: Yeah, turn the shield into a literal frisbee.
0: Yeah, like it's...
1: Turn the shield into a frisbee and turn Captain Marvel into a frisbee golf (laughs) hole.
0: Like, that's what I like about Iron Man and Captain America and stuff like that, is that Mm -hmm. their powers are very basic and who they go against are relatively basic. Yep. But Captain Marvel, Wanda, Stephen Strange, like all the like big, powerful magic users Mm -hmm. are inconsistent. And I see it every single time.
1: Yeah. This is going to bring me to another problem, but I spent that the back half of that whole fight scene um where she's fighting uh Captain Carter and um Captain Marvel. Um I spent that whole that whole last part just like waiting for Wanda to kill them in an exciting way. Yeah. And it kind of wasn't that interesting. I mean, got a statue dropped on you. Oh, you got killed by your own shield. Okay, that's that's yeah. something. Sure. Um, but that brings me to another problem that it felt like for too much of this movie, I was rooting for Wanda.
0: Yeah. They introduce it as a psychopath. Like a, like a, uh, it's a bad slasher movie. You're like, you know, almost all of them are going to die. So you're just like shooting for like an exciting death. Yeah. And that's kind of sick and twisted of humanity, but like, you know, that's, that's Mm -hmm. it. And it's entertainment. Yeah. Like we know she's going to do it. Yeah, like exactly like you said. Like we know it was after she killed Black Black mm-hmm. Bolt, and then literally Mister Fantastic, everyone else is screwed. Yeah. Um. It's just like I, there was a uh, Brian Michael Bendis when he was hired to DC, uh, to write comics. So he's a really
2: mm-hmm.
0: per, uh, pervasive writer. He tweeted. Here's a list of people who can beat Batman in a fight and then proceeded to list every single DC character in alphabetical order. It pissed a lot of people off, but but the the point he was making is that it depends on the writer. Yeah. How do you want this fight to go down? Yeah. You can make it in your favor and Yeah. pitting a super soldier with no actual magic powers against literally the Scarlet Witch that is this prophetic, unbelievably powerful person Mm -hmm. is a bad idea as a writer. Yeah. Don't do that because people will see through it and be like, oh, why is she still alive? Yeah. It's like, it was the same thing with What If? Like, I watched that fight. How did... It's the same... Honestly, it's Captain Carter too. It would have been the same thing. And I'm not saying it's because she's a woman. Don't pull that shit at me, Uh, internet. Yeah,
1: I would have complained if it was Captain America.
0: Captain America. Like, and Iron Man. Yeah. They iron man only barely stood a chance against uh thanos yeah because one thanos didn't have all of the power mm-hmm. but also th- we did i did have that problem with if War like when he had mm-hmm. the stones he only kind of sometimes used them yep um but like
1: but even so think of how much effort it took for him to just scratch his face yep. just a little bit yeah that, that makes sense i buy that yep. i buy that disparity
0: it's yeah that i was worried about that going in mm-hmm. i was hoping that because it would have been captain or uh her versus dr strange Mm -hmm. like two really really powerful magic users yep they have their different kinds of magic so their creative uses of the magic can give them both an edge yep not the fantastic not fantastic four yeah (laughs) not the illuminati
1: yeah um yeah and i think that also partly goes back to just the character problem like if I don't really care about America Chavez, and if Doctor Strange doesn't have much of an arc for me to be on board for, I'm just going to start rooting for the most interesting character. Yeah. And that's... That's Wanda. That's Wanda, because she's the, the most fun. She's the one that actually has, like, a a vision and a reason for her actions yeah. beyond just... She
0: doesn't have
1: a vision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Got myself... I was a little surprised we didn't get a vision cameo. Yeah, me too. Um, probably Paul Bettany had a schedule conflict. Or something.
0: Or he was doing cocaine with Johnny Depp.
1: <laughs> that, that
0: tracks. <laughs> yeah, it, I just... I don't want to think... And also the problem with the multiverse stuff is like... Because mm-hmm. then on our way home, Kalen was asking me a whole bunch of questions. Is like, when you get to multiverse stuff, you can't ask questions because the moment you start asking questions, it just all comes unraveled. Yep. Like, it. Why? why don't they just go and get other Wanda's? the fighter like it was like the the whole yeah. movie they were on the run yep but what were they trying to find specifically
1: the book of vishanti
0: oh that's right ambiguous all-powerful item
1: yeah a nice little plot device there for you
0: yeah they got destroyed and then had to do it on their own ingenuity
1: the real book of vishanti was friends we've been doing that a lot recently yeah it's usually a good bit nice. but it's starting to wear in yeah
0: beaten that dead horse
1: mm-hmm.
0: real dead horse are the friends we made along the way anyway
1: <laughs> um ugly ugly um
0: I mean this is really loosely based on the House of M story
1: yep in which Wanda rewrites reality to make mutants the dominant species on earth and regular humans not yeah. and bad stuff happens I don't know I haven't read it I'm bad. Uh, it she comics. wants
0: kids she wants her kids mm-hmm. her kids are threatened it's she the, wants it's her kids her kids her board her board uh house of story is kind of like spread across wandavision in this movie Mm -hmm. um oh i never finished my thing with the big reveal and stuff like that Mm -hmm. america chavez Mm -hmm. when she said her name the movie had it play out like a big reveal yeah no one know no one who hasn't read the comics yeah knows who that is or gives a shit.
1: She's obscure. Yeah. Which is maybe another reason this movie suffered is like, she's kind of a goofy comic book more character-like. Yeah. She has star powers mm-hmm. and her name is America. Yeah. That's pretty comic booky. Yeah. That's a little wacky right there. Yeah. And I mean, I, I get it. There's a lot of wacky characters in there, but that one, like, Hannah came out afterwards and was like, yeah, that that felt weird. Yeah. That character.
0: I think Marvel is going to I, – I I think this is the beginning of the downhill for Marvel because a few reasons. Okay. One, things are going to start getting way more complicated. Yes. There's no way they can keep this very simple, and that was one of the things that was really appealing about yep. the phase one through three is that it was simple-ish.
1: Yep. Also, let me jump in real quick. Kind of needed to have seen WandaVision for this to make much sense
0: yes so okay then I'll, I'll make that my second point i'll add mm-hmm. another point uh that and i've talked about this and i've bitched about it yep you don't need to have seen any of the shows you're not gonna get a lot from them you're not gonna understand what kids she has yeah but like you kind of you gotta get it they superficially explain what you need yeah but they can only stick to that for so long. Yeah. And they're going to start losing people with that.
2: Yep. Uh,
0: two is... Kaylin and her family don't like this movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, well, her parents haven't seen it, but they're not going to like it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Kaylin doesn't like... I think she said it when we were walking out. She doesn't like it when her... She wants her bad guys to be bad and her good guys to be good. Okay. And she's not the only one. There are a lot of people like that. And so mm-hmm. throwing a lot of stronger ambiguity into the movies... Mm-hmm. Is going to start losing people. Okay. Um,
1: well, look forward to Gore the God Butcher coming in July. One of the most evil villains Marvels ever had.
0: Watch him be justified in some way. Who needs gods? Yeah, probably. Um, th- those are my three points. Basically, that okay. it's there. I think it's the complicatedness and the wackiness that's going to lose people.
1: Yeah, I I do have big concerns about the complications. Um, I think I'm not going to prepared to call this a trend yet. Because I think they've still been doing well with a lot of things. Um, I think that this is really... If it's going to have any long-term effects for them, um, I think it's going to cause them to be a little more cautious about giving creators free reign. Yeah. Um, Because they were keeping t- people too restricted and were kind of getting tied into their formula and then right. they started letting people break out um and Thor Ragnarok was great and the Guardians movies or mm-hmm. whatever and um they made a lot of progress with that this is going to be the first one that is less at least critically and public opinion wise successfully mm-hmm. successful um given um we're something where it's it is very like creator influenced it's very sam Raimi. it's very Mm -hmm. or it's very unique within the mcu and i think they're probably going to take the wrong lesson that okay we need to rein back the creator control a little bit um that's what worries me but i I take your point about the complication and i'm we'll see how that trend continues um but i i'm not prepared to call it a trend yet of the actual downfall Mm. not until we get two or three more bad things
0: I think, yeah, I mean, I can't, we, once is a,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is an occurrence. We need, we yeah, we need more data points. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I think we'll have a very good idea how the future of the MCU is going to look after Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Quantumania. Yeah. I think that's probably going to be the, the flashpoint.
0: Yeah. I think, well, because it's also just going to start getting confusing. Yep. And in... in terms of wait i thought he was dead mm-hmm. wait what uh, is that is, why is captain america around like if that if like he comes back it's like who's yeah. that and like that kind of stuff yep um that's a worry it's a worry but honestly kind of hoping for <coughs> it
1: kill it off finally once and for all yeah yeah Be
0: they had their they had their time yep 12 years of it in azkaban it's been yeah, 12 years, because when was, uh, Endgame was 2018? Yep. Then Far From Home was 2020? No. No Way Home. What was 2020?
1: 2020 was... Captain Marvel? No, that was 2019. Um.
0: Did they push all the 2020s back? Black Widow? Black Widow got, push, push, no, it got push, pushed
1: back. that got pushed way back, yeah. Maybe... I think, it, there I think been, everything got pushed back. Push. Uh, there would have been a February release, though. Um... Maybe that was far from home. Was that a February release? I don't know. Can't depend. Who cares?
0: Oh well. Um. Okay. Anything else for? I feel like I definitely had more to talk about, but.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, I think, I think that's kind of it. Like, there's a lot of fun individual moments that are nice little things, but a lot of big picture problems that we can kind of sum up in.
0: Do we want? John Krasinski to stay as Captain America, or um, Mr. Fantastic.
1: I mean, yes, mm-hmm. but also maybe.
0: I I really like the way he played it, mm-hmm. like very much experienced, mm-hmm. um, and like, and also he, um, John Krasinski, for whatever reason. Did feel like he was the most brilliant person alive.
1: I think a lot of that had to do with the writing and yeah. the delivery. Because they gave him a lot of big words, but made it feel natural.
0: Yeah. I'd be, honestly, like, if they if they do Fantastic Four and uh, they do have him and also Emily Blunt mm-hmm. Sue Storm, I'm good with that. I...
1: I think we need Chris Evans as Human Torch, but <laughs> <laughs> then I'm in.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I I I like him as an actor, so I'm excited to. Yeah. I hope I hope we get more of him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was a little trial balloon, just like okay, so people have been fan casting this for a while. Let's actually let's test it a little bit, mm-hmm. see what people think. Um, see how it looks on screen.
0: Because I'm totally fine with like. A Fantastic Four that's been doing it for a while.
1: Yeah. We just kind of pick up in a different multiverse thing. All right. Okay. Shall we? We shall. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean. Uh, Last week, I said SoundCloud, but you probably didn't hear it because I was talking really quickly. But I also said not SoundCloud, so probably also didn't hear that because... uh, also, I was talking very quickly at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on social media, sort of nominally. Um, we're active on TikTok at Just Us Losers Pod. So check us out there as much as it pains me to say that. Um, we do have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Just Us Losers Pod. Uh, we have a Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on Multiverse of Madness. It has been getting just a, a very mixed reaction. Um, I know a lot of people have come out of it and been like, yeah, I didn't really like that. And But I've heard for some people that they genuinely loved it and they thought it was a ton of fun and really enjoyed it. So I'm curious to see. Do do you have a conflicting take or are we right, as usual? Let us know. Justusloserspod at gmail.com Look forward next week to talking about news of some sort. And then... I don't know. We should go see The Northman.
0: Yeah. I also need to see everywhere, every uh, was it everything and everywhere all
1: the time. Everything, everywhere, all at once. All at
0: once. Yep. Watch
1: that. Looks like a good multiverse movie. Yeah. Good reviews.
0: Apparently, like the best multiverse movie.
1: Yep. Michelle Yeoh and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yeah. Yep. Should be fun. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.